Blog Talk Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the Educated Redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom Show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysnica Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They help me keep the freedom I used to before enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am Jamar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysnica Freedom Microchip. SNSHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip. I jumped on the Lysnica joint. This freedom chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am and am not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this freedom chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. Which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These freedom chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart, an employee with inserted in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. 
You just need to let Lysnik track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysnik Freedom Microchips. They are sweet. Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin while you shop. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Wednesday, so we'll have Joanne joining us here in just a moment. And we can have you out there in Radioland join us as well. The number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. And I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. So without further, uh, let's go ahead and bring Joanne in here. Joanne Moretti. Thank you for the wonderful welcome. Hello, Proof. Hello, uh, Freedomizer friends. Uh, well, welcome going? back. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Hey, Proof, we got a problem arising in Utah. Something weird just happened. Well, well it happened this afternoon. Um, this guy who was making stupid comments online, his name is Craig Robinson. Okay, he was saying stupid things online about President Trump. Okay, he was saying that. things like, yeah. yeah, he says, hey, FBI is still monitoring my social media and checking so I can be sure to have a loaded gun handy in case you drop by again. And then he says, I hear Biden's coming to Utah, digging out my old ghillie suit and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. Welcome, buffoon in chief. He says a couple other stupid stuff, too. Guy's 75 years old. He uses a wheelchair to get around, one of those mobility scooter type things. Yeah. Well, the FBI went in and was trying to arrest him, they said, and they killed him. Mm. Now, he says he was shot and killed during an FBI raid. It doesn't say that he shot at them first or anything like that. I mean, if they were reporting it, they usually say, yeah, he was shot and killed after shooting at, you know, officers or something, but they never said that. They never said that he shot at them. But um, they said that there was flashbangs and saw some sort of an explosion. And this guy is very much dead. So it's starting to shape up looking like some sort of a Ruby Ridge thing. So keep your eye on that. Yeah, uh, I I saw that, and I'm questioning what kind of fool would, would just write stuff like that. An idiot, somebody with mental issues, um, somebody trying to show off, an old guy lives by himself, 75 years old, you know, just probably sitting there thinking, reading the news, wants to be involved. When, you, when you're on these social media sites, it's you don't realize how many people you're talking to. You know, some people just melt off and just, you know, clear in their head. You know, like talking to yourself. You just put that stupid stuff. And it's absolutely stupid. I absolutely agree with it. Nobody should threaten the president. I don't care who the president is. You don't threaten the president of the United States. You don't say you're going to shoot him. You don't say you're pulling out some suit and getting ready for when he gets there. However, they had a huge team of FBI, and they went into his house, and shots were fired by the FBI, and this guy is dead. So, and it doesn't say anything about him shooting at them. There was threats, you know, online. But threats online sometimes don't pan out to threats in actual reality. Yeah, 
Right. You know how social media can make people stupid. Well, I've I've never gone off the deep end there, and I use uh, I, I use enough social media. I, I just have learned to, if you're going to be on social media, you either control the narrative or you end up following everybody else. And I, I prefer to have a voice. I'll be honest, right. Joanne. If your stuff isn't in my newsfeed, I don't read you. I don't go every day and see. I wonder what Joanne's up to. Yeah, and the way that they joggle and toggle the algorithms, you might not see my stuff. I'm usually at the lower end of the news feed because <laughs> I'm a little bit controversial. I post well, there, a lot there of is news. one way to fix your news feed, though. You know that, right? How? I don't care how many times Mark Zuckerberg tells you you're at the bottom of the feed. You can always, you can always update the algorithm on your own. Right, just by going to people's sites? Yeah, you come, you instant message people, you you go on their Facebook walls, you communicate with them, and it starts the process all over again. Okay, yeah, I, I try that, and I notice that it does work. If I go to look at somebody's page, this stuff starts showing up in my news feed again, but others yes. drop off. It's like I have a, a 25 limit or something, and if oh. I don't go looking for people, then those same 25 people show up. That, that's why so, people um, randomly go through birthdays and wish people happy birthday. Yeah, I do that. I, I check the birthdays. So, anyhow, what do you what do you think about this shaping up? Because I was looking at Twitter, and I'll tell you, Twitter's lighting up over this. They're calling it Ruby Ridge and Waco, and you know, I'm yeah, not defending but, the well, guy. Was I, it really Waco when? Uh, all it was, and I'm not I'm not defending this by any stretch, but it was only one dude in a wheelchair. Right, one dude in a wheelchair. But was he armed? Was he a threat? You know, I mean, he doesn't look like much of a threat. The guy weighs over 400 pounds. He uses a mobility scooter. It's not like you could, you know, have to run him down. He he ain't gonna run from you. And that's the thing is that uh, unless he was physically armed and shooting. I always thought the goal was to question, then arrest, and if he's resisting, then you can use a taser or, or do whatever you have to do, and shooting is the very last option. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, I don't know. But I'm from the old neighborhood. Yeah, well, that's how I thought it was, too. First, you assess the situation to just, you know, the threat assessment. And if the guy's sitting there holding a gun, okay. But if he's not, if he's, you know, just sitting there watching TV, you don't just go in and blast him. You know, I don't know all the circumstances, and they're not telling yeah, us. Yeah, let's just say this guy's the... account didn't get hacked or something, and then you're arresting somebody because they got hacked. Right. Yeah, and, you know, if he was still alive, he could have had a chance to prove it. But the guy's dead now. Yeah. But that that's shaping up to get ugly, so the media is already grabbing onto it. So it's lighting up. Hmm. And a lot of people are grabbing onto it, too, for other reasons. You know, that could spark a lot of things. Well, that's you know, what they're trying to do. So uh, the, the fraud, uh, the FBI, among other groups, would love to get their hands on trying to round up people that don't vote Democrat. Oh, yeah. 
they, they're still spying on Trump on his Twitter. Twitter um, Donald Trump doesn't direct message. He doesn't private message. He yeah. actually has that on his thing, no, no DMs. But the DOJ has been spying on Trump and anybody who tries to talk to Trump, although he doesn't direct message, if you direct message him, they'll spy on you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few things that I've found, and I've sent them in a direct message. Whether he's ever seen them or not, I don't know. He never responded. Right. But, you know, I've sent him some some information, you know, documents and, and links and stuff, just to share it with him. I shared it with everybody else, too. It wasn't like I was just sending him secret messages or that right. he would know me from a hole in the wall. He wouldn't. Um, but... You know, a couple of things that I thought might be important to him either dropped in his Twitter feed, but, you know, a couple of things. When you drop, when you put something in the Twitter feed and then everybody starts flipping out on you, but it's important. When they start flipping out on you, it gets moved to the bottom, so he would have never seen it. So I've, I've thrown a few things into his direct messages and other people's direct messages, too. Like I said, whether or not they were ever read, I don't know. And Elon Musk can't control the the spies? He can, but this has been going on for quite some time. Right. It says, actually, that Twitter refused them. It says that, uh, it says, over here, it says that Twitter did not raise it when moving to vacate the non-disclosure order. This is what their argument is. It says, in any event, such action would not have safeguarded the security integrity of the investigation as the whole point of the non-disclosure order was to avoid tipping off the former president about the warrant's existence. So Twitter wanted to let President Trump know that they were inquiring and that they were watching. And the FBI said, no, 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 and that's going to tip them off and stuff. But that was with Jack. That wasn't with... um, Elon yeah. Musk. So Elon Musk is the one who disclosed it, I guess. But imagine that. And Trump, of course, had something to say about it. I have his message to us. It says here, um, he just found it. This is from Donald Trump. Just found out that crooked Joe Biden's DOJ secretly attacked my Twitter account making it a point not to let me know about this major hit on my civil rights. My political opponent is going crazy, trying to infringe on my campaign for president. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Does the First Amendment still exist? Did deranged Jack Smith tell the unselects to destroy and delete all evidence? These are dark days in America. Now, what he was talking about, about the unselects, that's the January 6th Selects Committee. I don't know if you heard what they did, but they are mandated by the National Archives laws and rules and acts that they actually put into law, Congress did, to preserve all committee information forever. It's to be archived. They're saying that they destroyed all their work with the J6 Committee. How convenient, huh? They can. They destroyed all their work. Why? Because they don't want to put their name on the stuff that they were talking about. Even so their, if they destroyed I, it, then then uh, then it becomes a, a case of he said, he said. Right. 
yeah, and all the little messages that they passed between themselves and the White House, and they were communicating constantly with the White House, mm-hmm. but now they didn't turn those things in either. And, you know, that's supposed to be in with the evidence against Trump, because remember, they got him for conspiring with uh, January 6th. And I had one other question, and I don't know if this is, uh, this might be in in the same context as well, but Jack Smith and company are are trying to put, like, secret rules of the court into the documents, which is why the the Trump-appointed judge in Miami said, get this out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I have that here, too. Yeah, this the judge. Um, what is her name here? I, I have a whole bunch of notes in Cannon? front of me. Yes. House oversight releases Biden's bank records. I got all my show notes here. All right, yeah, Judge Cannon says here that um, she didn't, she dealt a blow to Jack Smith. Yeah, that's what he did. He went. He had this grand jury in D.C., pulled it together, and they decided to indict Trump. So he takes the D.C. grand jury indictment and tries to have it heard in Miami. Why didn't he use a Miami jury, grand jury? So I'm trying to understand here. So in Miami, uh, Jack Smith was trying to choose the jurors to go from Washington, D.C. to Miami in order to to go against Trump? Right. Right. He was trying to use a D.C. indictment and then bring it to Miami to have it heard in Miami. But he never would have got an indictment in Miami. So he got his indictment in D.C. and then tried to bring it down to Miami. And it says here, Judge Aileen Cannon of the Southern District of Florida invalidated two of special counsel Jack Smith's sealed filings. Uh, Kyle Cheney, a senior legal correspondent for Politico, wrote, Judge Cannon comes out swinging at the special counsel this morning, striking two of the prosecutor's sealed filings and demanding an explanation of the legal propriety of using an out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate the document case. So... She's a, a Trump appointee. She said that the special counsel states in conclusory terms that the supplement should be sealed from public view to comport with grand jury secrecy. But the motion for leave and the supplement plainly failed to satisfy the burden of establishing sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing the motion. So he wants a gag order on it. And then she denied the motion by the prosecution. She says, among other topics is raised by the motion, the response shall address the legal propriety of using an out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate and or to seek post-indictment hearings on matters pertinent to the instant indicted matter of the district. So now he's still trying to investigate. He's still trying to hold more hearings, but he's already got an indictment that he's already filed with the court. So he's just like opening up new cases and stuff, and he's but using all the same information. So he's overlapping. He's 
you know, just being redundant here. So can this get to a point where the judge says, I've had enough of Jack Smith and this is done? Yes. Yeah, she should. She could throw it all out if she wants to. The indictment, everything. But would that would that hurt Trump in the sense that they'll be all right? Then we're just going to put all our eggs in in Washington D.C. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. They've been they've been bending and twisting and you know screwing with the rules constantly. They make up their own rules as they go along. You know, they, they're hearing the same information, the same cases in, in multiple different courts now. It is overlapping the, the evidence, running from one courthouse to the other with the same evidence. And they're trying to call it different things. They're trying to call it J6. They're trying to call it election interfering. Um, Georgia's going to come out with their indictment next week, and she's trying to push RICO charges on them. But the thing is, is that there there's, uh, it's, it's been found that there has been errors with the Dominion machines. In, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm reading from the Gateway Pundit here with Georgia. So yeah. I'll, I'll send you the this, this story I have. Okay. Just so we're on the same page. It sounds good. Yeah, this is... Um... This is getting to be really, really ridiculous. And the more stuff that comes out on the Bidens, the worse it gets for Trump. Well, but then again, is it really the worst that comes out for Trump? Because how many indictments and how many charges can you put on somebody before it's like, this is ridiculous? Uh, what are they going to have, like uh, 194 charges and, and try to arrest them for, for 12,806 years? Is that what they want? Yeah, well, they're taking these charges, and they're going from court to court. Right. And they're laying the same charges, similar charges, um, charges stemming from the charges, and they're just multiplying them. So if he tore a tag off of a mattress, okay, they got him for, like, five different crimes for doing it. They're just throwing everything out there. It's too much. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene says, oh, they destroyed records and documents. And Donald Trump says, yeah, now that I have full subpoena power because of the freedom of speech sham indictment by crooked Joe Biden, deranged Jack Smith and the DOJ, it has just been reported that the unselect January 6th Committee of Political Hacks and Thugs has illegally destroyed their records and documents. This is unthinkable. And the fake political indictment against me must be immediately withdrawn. The system is rigged and corrupt, very much like the presidential election of 2020. We're a nation in decline, he said. So oh, and I'm sure, they'll, they I'm sure to... they'll make some more charges for that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll get them for speaking in public or something. But a lot of the information that they had... Of course, everything is archived, so I'm sure that it can be retrieved. But they're running around, record, you know, destroying documents and conversations and any records of calls between them and the White House. And, yeah, because they're not going to put their name on anything. You know, if um, Cheney was talking to Biden 
there would be a record of that call, but she wants to get rid of it now because they were probably goofing around and saying, okay, let's try this, let's try that. Mm -hmm. And if Trump gets a hold of that, he'll say, look, you know, they've, they've been jerking me the whole time. And they know they're jerking me. And they're just, you know, brainstorming on what stupid things they can come up with to charge me with that I haven't even done. And they know, you know, they know that they changed facts, that they omitted facts, that they they even selectively edited the tapes. Right. And when Taibi and the others got the full 400 hours of tapes, it shows that it was selectively edited. And now the former head of the Capitol Police that retired on January 6th because he didn't want any part of this, he right. Yeah, out. I saw the Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah, well, he came out and spoke about it, too. He said it was a setup. And that's why he resigned, because he didn't want his name associated with any of this. They didn't even but tell us. They're, they're not going to bring him into court, though. Oh, no, but Trump has to. But, yeah, all, all this stuff that, you know, Adam Schiff and Kinzinger and... And that whole crew, the J6 that they were pulling. And that that um, Capitol Police officer said that he knows of at least 75 feds that were in that crowd. That's a lot yeah. of people. 75 feds is a lot of people. Plus, you saw all the Capitol Police. So if there was 400 people in there, 200 of them were cops. I know I'm not holding my breath, but I did see where there's a lot of support for trying to move this into West Virginia. Yeah. Do you think that'll ever happen? Do you think they're going to let that go over to there? I say maybe a 3% chance at most. Yeah. Well. Maybe they'll let some appeals go over there, but not not the original. Oh, they, they, right. they've been waiting for this. Uh, when the, the judge has ties to Burisma and, uh, yeah. and, is, uh, and is a huge Brandon supporter, and, and she overcharged a lot of these January 6th people that they, they recommend probation for someone that was just standing uh, a quarter mile away from the Capitol building, and she says, no, I want them arrested. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. This is her moment. This is her 15 minutes. There, there's and that's nothing all she's that gonna would get stop her from taking too. this case. I bet if, they, if this yeah. got moved to Washington, D.C., she would try to move to, I mean, if this got moved to West Virginia, she'd, she'd be a, a resident of Huntington, West Virginia, any minute. So oh, she yeah. could take the oh. case. Yeah, but this, I mean, she's, she's just a blip because this, she's only the, the first step. You know, right. and yeah, she thinks she's all that. She thinks that she's, she's got it all under control, and she's going to get him, and she's going to be the one, and she's going to, you know, have all the glory. There is no glory in this. There's absolutely no glory in jailing people for no reason. Now, none of them were charged with insurrection. None of them were charged with treason. Nobody was charged with overthrowing the government. They were charged with trespass and destruction of property, that type of stuff. So how were they trying to get Trump on insurrection when they didn't even get the players who were walking around in the Capitol 
on insurrection. They know damn well that those charges won't stick. And they coerced these people. They kept them in jail. They tortured them. They put them in cells where the water ran the whole time. So there was water on their floor. Their toilets were running. There mm-hmm. was no warm water for showers. They weren't allowed out of their cells. They were all in solitary confinement. They abused those people for trespassing. If you really thought that they were insurrectionists, they shouldn't be sitting in regular jails. They should be, first of all, in federal penitentiaries, not state prisons, not in the D.C. jail. And if you really thought that they were trying to pull an insurrection, you would charge them with insurrection. Trespassing doesn't require two years in solitary confinement without a trial or a bail or anything else. I don't even think murderers have two years in solitary confinement. Right. And they at least get a a bail hearing and have a trial. You know, these people are being railroaded. Their families are destroyed. Their businesses are destroyed. You know, these people, a lot of them don't have jobs to go back to if they ever get out of jail. The guy who's a bail bondsman down here in my county... He's still in jail. He snapped a selfie of him, of himself with his feet up on Pelosi's desk. He's still yeah. in jail. But he's not a criminal. He got drawn in with the crowd, looked around, stayed inside the velvet robes, didn't touch anything. He did put his feet up on her desk and took a picture because he thought he was a wise guy. And then he got out of there. Didn't touch anything, didn't steal anything. You know, didn't damage anything. These people weren't going to damage that place. They they weren't there to smash things or burn things or destroy national artifacts. They walked around like tourists. The scuffling you saw was among the agitators. Right. You know, a couple of FBI guys putting on a fake fight to make it look bad. And you see, even in the tapes, other people are trying to break it up. They're not trying to get in on it. They're trying to pull the combatants apart. They're trying to de-escalate. It was the feds acting up. All of that aggression you see was from... These people that were supposed to be starting trouble, trying to get the party going. And they know it was a setup. Nancy Pelosi didn't let the National Guard come and help. Trump offered 10,000 National Guard to, what's her name, Brewer, Browser, the mayor. She wouldn't take them. Browser, yeah, she wouldn't take them. Pelosi wouldn't take them. The Capitol Police should have had all, all hands on deck. They didn't. They just had a regular crew. And like I told everybody, the glass in that door, in that window rather, not the door, the window, that they broke with that little battering ram, billy club type thing. Yeah. That is such a hoax right there. Every inch of that building was hardened after 9-11. They put seven inch thick bulletproof, shatterproof, bomb-proof, gas-proof gas. Proof gas. Yeah. 
in the windows, the doors, every single outlet was changed. So that window had to have been changed out for that event. And those provocateurs, those feds, knew exactly which window to go to to shatter it. It broke like a windshield. If you see the way it broke, it come out just like a windshield. Windshields have a piece of plastic in the middle of it made in a circle. So the corners are the weak points. And you see they went right for the corner and the window, the window shattered. Let me tell you, you are not going to get through seven-inch glass with a handheld battering ram. It's just not going to happen. You're going to need cannon to get through the glass that they put in there. So they had to have swapped it out. That was a setup. Right there is evidence of the setup. I know a little bit about glass. My son's a glazer. So... Remember when they had all the scaffolding around and all the pictures and yeah. everything Everything was getting hardened up after 9-11? Well, that was part of it. You think they went to every window except that one on the ground level? Only an idiot would fall for that. And then the door was opened from the inside. Can't open those doors from the outside. That door was opened from the inside. People just walked out and... Someone else grabbed the door and walked in. You know, they've been releasing bits and pieces of the tapes over on Twitter. The four journalists who got got a hold of them, you know, who was tasked with releasing them. I'd like to see the whole 400 hours uninterrupted. And then they said that there was no audio. Yes, there was. There was audio. So it's all a lie. It's all a hoax. They knew it was happening. And the certification did go through. It was an hour late, but so what? It still happened the same day. Pence could have paused it and sent it back to the the legislators, especially when some of the electors themselves said, look, we got discrepancies with our vote count here. You sure you want to count this? And he did. And he didn't have to. What was it? Michigan, Pennsylvania. Um, There's this five of them that there was. Georgia. A couple more. And they were told that there was discrepancies in those votes. But he certified it anyhow. Trump never asked him to just not certify it. He said, we have to check it for for legitimacy. And had it gone back to the electors, the House of Representatives could have just called the election for Trump. And that would have, and Pence, he was right about one thing. He said, that would have caused chaos. So, yeah, it would have, but it would have been the legal thing to do. And chaos would have ensued. Chaos is ensuing anyhow. It's just a different type of chaos. You know, and he would have made himself look time. a lot better if all he would have done was was let it go for 10 days. And then he could have said, look, we looked at it and I didn't feel there was enough evidence. So I'm going to go with the whatever came in the first place. He could have done that. Right. and Everybody would have been all right. Well, it sucks, but OK. But instead, yeah. just acting like a chump. 
And we were all being prepared for that anyhow. Remember, they were telling us, well, you might not know the results of the election right away because of the coronavirus and the ballots and the, you know, the mail-in ballots and stuff. And we've extended the period for them to be postmarked. And, you know, so we might not get the whole tally. But when you see somebody's numbers go down during the counting of the votes, you know you have a problem. Trump went from like 19,000 to 11,000. How do you lose How do you lose thousands of votes? You don't. The other guy might be able to make them up and surpass you, but we don't deduct when we're adding votes. There's no subtraction involved. But that happened. And they thought nobody would notice because it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Maybe they didn't realize we're all staying up to see the results of the election. But you're right. All Pence had to do was say, look, these people who are handing me the votes are saying that they have discrepancies. So I think we should just pause, take a look at it, and come back in 10 days, like you said. In 10 days, we'll have had time to investigate this. And if it's right, so be it. But if it's wrong, now's our chance to fix it. But he didn't do that. And he said the reason he didn't do it because chaos would have ensued. So he was more afraid of the less hurt feelings than to actually have a legitimate constitutional election. And in doing what he did, he also lost the power of the vice president because... As soon as that was done, they changed the rules quick while they still had the House and the Senate. So uh, it's safe to say that I think Bud Light, Mike Pence itself. Mike Mike Pence was the originator of blowing yourself up in a figurative manner. And now he's running around trying to be president. And trying to talk trash about Trump, saying Trump wanted him to go against the Constitution. No, what Trump was asking you was very much constitutional. And because of him, they changed the rules. They changed the 12th Amendment. So that takes away the authority from the vice president to be the counter of the votes. In the Constitution, it says that the vice president opens and counts the votes. Mm-hmm. Well, now it doesn't. But it did at the time. And and it wasn't like, you know, he had to say, no, I'm, I'm calling Trump the winner, even though you're handing me this stuff that says he isn't. No, all he had to do was pause and say, let's, let's look into it. But he didn't. And that has turn this into such a, a, just a a circus. Nobody has any faith in our election anymore. Everybody knows it was rigged. It was a scam. It was a hoax. The machines, the the fake ballots, the double-triple tabulating ballots, they took the military ballots. They all said Biden, the ones that they put in the machine, and then they put them in the machines three and four times. 
and the ones that didn't say Biden, they got rid of. And those are the military ballots. So those poor people, they never get their ballots counted. And now, you know, usually the Republicans go on voting day because they say, well, we don't want to get scammed out of voting, you know, and if we tip our hand, if we all vote early, then they'll know how many votes that they have to cheat by. So, which makes sense. But then you go on voting day, and there's no ballots, and the tabulators are broken, and they've lost electricity, and there's water in the bathroom, and, you know, so there's always interruptions. Or there's too few ballots. Because they know Republicans vote on voting day, so that's the day to screw everything up. So I don't know what to do now. You know, the voting machines, they said that they had them all set and ready to go. And then this video of people coming in after hours and going to every machine and changing out the cards. So it doesn't even matter that you calibrated your machines. Somebody will come in and calibrate them again. And then pulling suitcases of ballots out from under tables and counting those. And then taking the tabulator in the back room and just stuffing it with ballots. And they were saying that some of the ballots didn't have watermarks. They were different paper, different sizes. Um, some of them were in sequential order, absentee ballots. They had like 5,000 absentee ballots all in, in sequence. So they all got mailed out and mailed oh, back was, and delivered at the lucky. same time. Yeah, what a coincidence that is, huh? Funny, they all come in in, in sequential order. So, you know, right there, you have to be suspicious. And why is it that nobody ever went after Ruby Freeman? I don't know. Her and her daughter, right? They were... Yes. I don't know. I I think they did go after her, but dropped the charges. You know, it had to look good. And then once the headline was gone, so was the charges. And look at that Brenda Sipes. She was over here in Broward County stuffing ballots. We talked about that last week. They literally took one of the tabulators out of the voting room, brought it into a back room, and just started stuffing it with ballots that they had hidden back there. And they were caught. She didn't go to jail for that. Another one that just splashed all over the headlines, and once the headlines were gone, so were the charges. She was there on site directing it, and she was the director of elections over there. She was like the big kahuna, like you say. And she was standing there supervising the whole thing. And that's okay. Never expecting but to get questioning that, Only questioning what happened is what gets you arrested. Right. And this ballot harvesting. You know, they got ballots from addresses that don't even exist. Vacant lots and storefronts and hotels and stuff. But a lot of the addresses don't even exist. And they're written in the same handwriting. So somebody just decided to fill out a whole bunch of ballots and drop them off. 
in some of these videos, it looks like they're mailing out Christmas cards. Everybody's got a stack of envelopes, and they're loading up these boxes, the drop boxes. You see the same car pull up. And a couple hours later, they pull up again, and they load up some more ballots. And then a couple hours later, they come back and load up more ballots. Where are they getting all these ballots? Then you've got a mailman who said that he drove ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. Right. So those ones got counted there? What's he doing driving across state lines with ballots? And we're supposed to say, oh, yes, it was a wonderful election. Everything was just fine, dear. Nice and clean. The machines were running fine. Everybody was on their best behavior. Nobody was on their best behavior. <laughs> they were putting paper up over the windows. Right. So that the people couldn't even watch them count the votes. It was intimidating. So they wouldn't even let the poll watchers in. And how are you going to watch them count votes if you can't see them? In some places, they put the poll watchers on the other side of the building from where they were counting. Well, how are you supposed to see from over there if it said Biden or Trump? You can't accurately oversee anything if you can't oversee it. You know, so there's enough reasons that we should be seriously doubtful that that was a clean election, or the few elections before that. And, you know, just like you like you said, just saying it is what gets you in trouble. Didn't get Hillary in trouble, or Stacey Abrams in trouble. Hell, Hillary wrote a book about how the election sucked, and it was stolen from her. She cheated her little brains out. And Trump still won. And she couldn't believe how that happened. So she figures he stole it. Hmm. No, we just come out in force. We had to beat the spread. We know there's a spread. If you need, if there's a vote difference of 100,000, we know we need a half a million people. Oh, Exactly. You know, it's like a slot machine. And those things are not supposed to be connected to the Internet. But there was a period that they were connected to the Internet when those votes were being changed. That's another thing we have to do is when we go to vote, we have to go on our cell phones and look up the Wi-Fi in the area, see if there's any available Wi-Fi. If there's Wi-Fi in that building, there shouldn't be. Those machines should not be able to connect to the Internet. So there should be no active Wi-Fi available. If so, it shouldn't have very many bars. It should be, like, distance. But, you know, it's, it's just... How are we supposed to have any faith at all in our election? Well, the goal is to get people not to vote. Yeah. Oh, we got to vote. We have to vote. And, oh, that's the goal. And I know they want to disenfranchise us, and we, they want us to say what's the use. But we have to get out there and vote. Because 
even if they don't count our votes, they're going to see us. They're going to know we're out there. And that in itself is a message. If you have 200 million people come out to vote, even if you don't even count one of those votes, you know those 200 million people are there. So be aware. And they're not going to be happy. So just showing up as a message. I think we should... I think we should participate in some early voting and some day of voting. I think we should actually have one day of voting and everybody show up on that day and count those votes that day. The only people that should have mail-in ballots are the elderly, infirm, and military. I get that, but you've got to play the games until you're the one in charge. Right. Right. You know, the military that are deployed, they have to use mail-in ballots. And invalids in nursing homes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody in a nursing home has is, is lost control of their brains. Some of them are physical ailments. You know, I'm seeing a lot of things about ages, too. You know, is Biden too old to be there? Is McConnell too old to be there? Feinstein. Yeah. Feinstein fell yesterday. I saw that. She went to the, yeah, she went to the hospital, and she um, had scans done and stuff. They said she was all right, just a little banged up. But Newsom is chomping at the bit. He wants to replace her with a black female. So right there is discrimination. All men are excluded. Men need not apply. Um, white women need not apply either. Spanish women, Asian women need not well, you apply. You can apply if you're gay. That that's fine. Or if you're a drag, if you're a drag queen, you can also apply. Yeah, but you got to be a black woman or identify as a woman because that's what he said. Mm-hmm. How, now, how's he supposed to know if it's a woman? Yeah, that's sexist, isn't it? Yeah, but you know he wants a black woman. Well, what's a woman? I don't know. <laughs> That's what they'll say. Right? <laughs> right? Got him there. Okay, you can have a black woman. What's a woman? And why is it going to be a black woman? What's the matter with the Latino woman? What's the matter with the black guys? You know, he's very discriminatory. And like you said, why doesn't he quit? And replace him with, you know, replace himself with a black woman. Well, that ain't going to happen. He could replace himself with Maxine Waters and let her be the governor. There you go. Yeah, just appoint, you replace, appoint somebody as a lieutenant governor and then just step down. And there, you got your black woman. You know, that that's pretty sexist and racist and all kinds of stuff. But he just comes out and says it, la-di-da. Yep, it's going to be a black woman. So everybody else need not apply, right, you racist bastard? Sexist bastard? Anyhow, back to the ageism. You know, these people are old. They're elderly. McConnell and Maxine and, and Feinstein and Pelosi. and 
Biden. Even Trump's older. But I know people. I know a woman who's 94 years old, my mother-in-law. She still drives. She's in complete control of her faculties. She's Italian, so she remembers everybody who ever wronged her in her life. She's still holding grudges. So there's nothing wrong with her memory. <laughs> yeah. And she still gets around just fine. Gets up every morning, gets showered, dressed, takes her dog for a walk, does her own shopping, cleans her own house. You know, so I don't think it's the age. I think it's the um, physical and mental capabilities. They're associating it with age, but it's not always age. You know, there's there's other things, underlying things that could be wrong. You know, I mean, Mitch McConnell, he seized up. He had to be rebooted. <laughs> you know, he, he just, you see him last week? Stand in front of yes. the cameras, and just had a just went blank. I think we watched him have a stroke. Feinstein, she's she's got mental cognitive disabilities. Maxine Waters is starting to have those disabilities too. I think we have a assisted living facility up there in D.C. Oh, and guess who's pushing Feinstein around? Who's her valet? Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Oh, Pelosi. Okay. Pelosi's daughter, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that tells you Pelosi's keeping an eye on her. Right. Wants to know everything that's going on, everything she says, everything she does. Yeah, Pelosi's got her own daughter on her. Oh, they're waiting for that. Oh, yeah. They're circling her like vultures. Because they got to do something before next November. Now, I hope Diane Feinstein just hangs in there. You know, I am not a fan of Feinstein. But be careful what you wish for. Because you could be going from the fire into the... Out of fire. And the fire into the grease. Um, you know, if he replaces her with somebody with name recognition, that person, once you're in that seat, it's hard to get you out of that seat. You know, and they don't want to leave that up to the people to have a free and fair election to replace Diane Feinstein. Oh, hell no. Oh, they wouldn't want that at all. No. No, they're never going to let the people decide who their senator is going to be. So they are all over Feinstein like vultures. They're pushing her out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't knock her over to start with. Pelosi probably tripped her. <laughs> but yeah, Pelosi's daughter is is her valet, wheeling her around the Capitol. You know, the daughter produces documentaries. I don't know what she's doing with Einstein. She better take good care of her. If I was Feinstein, I'd hire a food taster, too. Because if she just drops dead, they're not going to do an autopsy on her. They're just going to chalk it up to old age. Yeah. You know, they'll have her cremated before she leaves the area, like they did with for Justice Scalia. He went on a hunting trip and allegedly had a heart attack. 
They didn't even ship his whole body back. They cremated him there. And his wife said he didn't even want to be cremated. They had a whole burial plot set up and everything. They had, you know, he had prepaid and he was going to have a funeral and a viewing and all of that and lay in state. They had the whole thing all set up. He wasn't supposed to be cremated. When they ever gave him back in a box, she was like, whoa. She couldn't even have a private autopsy done on him. Imagine that. I remember they did that with Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Yeah, they did it with uh, JFK Jr. too, catch and release. They pulled his plane out of the water, said, yep, that's him, and then they gave him a burial at sea. So that's always suspicious. He went hunting, had a heart attack, and got cremated all in a matter of days. Takes you 10 days to get a body back for a regular cremation. They had him already cremated in, in the box and back in his wife's hands in like three days. So that wasn't suspicious, was it? No, not in the least. Unreal. But there's lots going on. Lots and lots and lots going on. And I don't know what to do about it. You know, they get away with this destroying evidence. They get away with destroying bodies. They get away with just going in and blasting people, talking trash online. You know, you can say anything you want online, but are you really a threat? I think you should be investigated if you're threatening the president. Of course you should be investigated. But they should not start with gunshots. It's not how you start an investigation. You know, and the guy was probably a screwball, thought he was Mr. Coolberries. I wouldn't say anything online that I didn't want in the front page of the New York Times. I don't even care in, in direct messages. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nothing is private. Every keystroke. Even if you make a mistake, if you put a D instead of an S and then you back up and you correct it, that D is still there somewhere and can be read. Every keystroke and nothing, nothing is private. I know they call it private message or direct message, but all that does is just single it out. Instead of putting it out there for everybody, you're putting it out there for one person. But the people who are watching... And the algorithms and everything else, there's no such thing as privacy on that computer. So, word to the wise, don't say stupid things online, not even in private messages. Go to the house and talk to them in person. Do not say stupid things online. You know, even just information about COVID... All the vaccines was getting pulled or corrected in your private messages. If you send somebody a, a message about a vaccine injury, you go back and the message is gone. Oh, there were some so where I tried were... to send a link from, like, naturalnews.com, 
and it wouldn't let me share the it wouldn't let me share the story. Yeah. Yeah. So they have it blocked. They had for a while. They had zero hedge blocked. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with that group Q is blocked on Facebook. You can now see some of it on Twitter, but not at all on Facebook. You know, and that Q thing, I was very curious about it. And it is absolutely intriguing. And it's smart. You know, the the first thing that it was ever said by the by the whoever the Q operators are was let's play a game. So they told you from the beginning it was a game. And then you gotta find the information and then they have these deltas and future proofs past and stuff. I watched it and like I said I was intrigued by it. I was mostly watching it to make sure it wasn't leading misleading people. You know, like getting people to believe things that were not true. But all it ever said was do your own research and it would give you topics. And then you looked them up. And then you did your own figuring. It was like a game of Clue. But it was very smart and very well put together. I mean, it had to be like military psyop people that designed it. And law of averages, you know, they could be right most of the time. But so is everybody else most of the time. I don't know. I just don't think it's a threat to tell people to do their own research. I think that that's good advice. Well, that's the, that's the last thing that they want you to do. You're just supposed to listen to fake news. Right. But then when a lot of this stuff comes true, and a lot of the names that were mentioned, you know, makes you think there might be something to it. But for the left to lose their mind, oh, this is QAnon and that's QAnon. And then to connect that shaman guy to Q. He's not Q. He's not associated with Q. He's a pacifist. He was there praying for the country. He was absolutely nonviolent. If you look at everything that he ever posted, you would see that he's a peacekeeper. He would never break or destroy anything. You know, he catches flies in the house and puts them outside. He doesn't kill them. So, you know, to put him up as the face of the QAnon movement, no, he is not. But Q became very, very big. And everybody was Q. Everybody. Everybody who was involved in it could consider themselves Q. You know, I don't think Q was just one person. It had to be a, a really, really cool psyop, though. If you look at it from an analysis point of view, it's actually kind of brilliant to have that many people that engaged doing all this research. And look at the awakening it's caused. You know, people are, are finding out things that they had never heard of before. You know, and they're skeptical. 
And if it feels wrong, it is wrong. So they go look it up. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, more people know the law, more people know the Constitution, more people know the Declaration of Independence than ever before. So it's kind of like a revival of sorts, a civic revival. And if that's what you did, then God bless it. That worked out. Because when we first started Proof, we didn't really know much. We knew more than others. But as time has progressed and the more and more we learn, and our eyes are open even wider and you can see deception all around. And you can see who the players are and who's trying to screw you and, you know, who's trying to do the right thing. And you can see when people are pulling hoaxes. Right. And witch hunts and all of it. Mm-hmm. That's all the stuff we we wouldn't think that deeply before. And now we are. So if that's a mm-hmm. result of Q, well, God bless them then. I'm happy about it. You know, maybe there's no such thing as Q. Maybe it was just a game. Or maybe it's legit. I don't know. I'm, you know, still keeping an eye on it. I don't expect anything to happen. I'm just watching it play out. Yeah, I was never a Q follower at all. Well, I did. I still do, you know. And 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 the people that are, you know, involved in not involved in it, but have involved themselves in it. They're nice people. And they're doing it for the right reason. They have good intentions. They have good hearts. You know, they're not trying to overthrow the government. They're trying to clean up the government. Trying to put us back to the constitutional republic that we were intended to be. These people are fighting against the bad guys in the deep state. And when you see things like this guy, Jack Smith, and James Comey, and, and Clapp, and Brennan, and Hillary, and, and all the, and Biden, and all these corrupt, corrupt people. Why do you want them in your government? You don't. They're only hurting us. And the but why is it that, that 40% are, of the population doesn't see that, though? Because they are too busy living their lives or too self-centered or, you know, raising children and working two jobs to try to afford one rent. Um, they, they can't do the research like we do. And then when they hear something, they're like, oh, they can't do that because... You know, they're not realizing that. So what if they can't do it? They're doing it anyhow. They're acting absolutely extra-constitutional. So, but, they, you know, I don't know why they're not going to be able to see it. You know, they buy this, this hype. They, I'm a Democrat. My father was a Democrat. My grandmother mm-hmm. was a Democrat. And I'll be a Democrat till I die. Never realizing that the Democrat Party has re- has morphed to a, a communist party. 
the Republicans are more like Demo- like the old school Democrats. There is no more Republicans. But the Republicans have moved more like the Democrats, and the Democrats have moved straight up communist, fascist. And God forbid they uh, they don't like something. They want it banned. They want it barred. They want you arrested. They want to shut mm-hmm. down your free speech. They want to take away your guns. They want to take away your right to trials and speed and lawyers. I mean, they they even confiscated Trump's lawyers' telephones and violated the attorney-client privilege. Now we find out who the attorneys were. It was Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, two other guys, too. But those two, you know, Andrew Weissman has wanted Sidney Powell so bad. But now, where the lawyers are indicted, too, I mean, where's Trump's defense? They're trying to even destroy his ability to put on a defense. They're destroying the J6 data. They took away his attorney-client privilege. They've been spying on his private messages. They've been spying on his computers. They've been raiding his house. They've been raiding his businesses, raiding his banks. Anybody he knows gets arrested or indicted. Even his valet, the guy that sets up his suits for him. Oh, did you see where they're now going after Colonel West? Why? For tax fraud. Alan West. I guess they really think Colonel West is a is a threat. He's a good patriot. Tax no, fraud. And not Alan West. I'm talking about Colonel West. Cornell West? Oh, Cornell West. I thought you were talking about Colonel Allen West. No. Oh, Cornell West. I don't think he's a tax fraud. They just, you know, they, they see him as a threat because he might be part of a third party. And he has a lot of clout. So they'll take him down, too. I mean, this this banana republic we're running in here. If you're opposed to Biden, you're going to get indicted. You're going to get in trouble. And, you know, these scumbags at the Department of Justice, all right, those traitorous bastards, why? What glory is in this for them to do the dirty work of these corrupt politicians? Is it money? Is it fame? What is it? What is it these people are craving that they would sell out their country for a job? Is that it? Is it money? What is it? Why would you sell out your country? For any politician. Politicians come and go. I mean, some of them do stick around for decades, but, you know, they do have terms. I just, I don't get it. And there's a lot of people who are doing it. Everybody from somebody who would stuff a bogus ballot into a tabulator to somebody who would bring bogus charges against a political opponent of their chosen politician. 
Why? I have no respect for anybody who would do that. You know, they they put their hand on a Bible, and they swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. And bear true faith. And then they just act like they never heard of a Bible or the Constitution. And whatever the politician says, go. And yee-haw, we're going to have a party. We're going to cheat on the ballots. We're going to cheat on the voting. And we're going to get Biden in there. And we hate Trump. That's not how it's supposed to be. When you go into the voting booth, it's your sacred civic duty to vote for the person that you think would advance the entire country. Not just you, not just your interests, not your stupid little party, your Republican or Democrat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the country. All for one, one for all. What will benefit all of us? That's what's supposed to be on your mind. You know, who's going to take the country in a prosperous direction? Not, I got me in mind, screw you and yours. But that's what it's come down to. You know, do they think they're going to get a seat at the table? No, they're not. If you can help them get in, you can help them get out. You know how to do it. So you're the one, you're the most expendable. You got to go first. So you won't do it again. I think it's funny, though, Joanne, that Brandon is campaigning even less than last time. Yeah, he doesn't think he has to campaign. He even told Ducey he had a stupid question. He's just really pissy. He doesn't want to be asked any questions. Nobody wants him for president, except for the people that are propping him up. He has to run now. That's the only thing keeping him out of jail. He should pardon himself and his kid right now. Because it's only going to get uglier. And the more they go after Trump. Now they're trying to get Trump to... They're trying to silence him because... If you come after me, I'm coming after you. He said that. Can you blame him? They're coming after him legally. So I'm sure that's what he meant. I'm going after you legally. He didn't say he was just going to stop blasting people. But now Jack Smith is afraid. So Trump has to be silenced. Can you imagine putting a gag order on somebody who's running for president? So he wouldn't be able to pretty much have any, he would not have any campaigns just like Brandon's not, so it would be equal. Yeah. Well, any judge who would go along with that should resign before they make such a stupid decision. Because we're writing history. We're living history. You know, generations before us would have never believed we've gotten to this point. And generations after us aren't going to get the right story unless we record it right. There is so much misinformation going on out there. They call January 6th an insurrection. Do they even know what an insurrection would entail? Well, I mean, it wouldn't they, be a handful maybe of they got it wrong and they meant to say Antifa was an insurrection. Right. All right, remember Egypt when the Muslim Brotherhood took over 
And there was all those people, millions of people in the square. And they wouldn't leave. And then the Muslim Brotherhood got in. But then that was because of Obama. He wanted the Muslim Brotherhood in. And that was a fake revolution. When the people in Egypt found out that it was fake, they held a real revolution and got rid of the Muslim Brotherhood and put um, al-Sisi in there. Again, with the millions of people in the square. Well, that would be an insurrection. Millions and millions of people refusing to leave. They didn't fire any shots or anything, although they were being chased around by the Baji, and, you know, there was a couple of Molotovs and stuff. But even Biden said you'd need F-16, F-15s, not AR-15s. But nobody brought a gun. There was no guns, no AR-15s. There was no tanks or cannons or F-15s. There was no, you know, police on horseback or any of that. You know, nobody storming the Bastille. That's not what happened. It was not an insurrection. An insurrection would be a lot bloodier and a lot more violent. And they would have, they were inside the building. If they wanted an insurrection, they could have tipped that whole building over. They could have torched everything in there. They could have broken every artifact. But they didn't. Because it was not an insurrection. You know, they didn't even tear down one statue. Antifa did that. They did that out front. That would be more of an insurrection. But for goodness sake... Anybody who thinks that that was an insurrection doesn't really know what the definition of an insurrection is. 1776, well, you have the same people don't even know what a woman is. And and you have people that are, are, are trying to ban assault weapons, but they can't tell you what an assault weapon is. Of course they can't tell you what an insurrection is. Yeah, patriots, we don't have any assault weapons. We might have a couple of defensive weapons, but I don't think we have any assault weapons. <laughs> Yes, they just don't understand that that was not an insurrection. There was no bombs, there was no fires, there was nothing broken, there was nothing, no graffiti, nothing. They acted respectively inside that building. The only ones that were acting up were the feds to try to get Mm -hmm. the party started. And patriots wouldn't start the party. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't go along with it. To set Ray up to the Fed, he was the loudmouth. And people were spreading away from him and pointing at him saying, Fed, Fed, Fed. Uh, Yes. So they already picked him out. And then there was a mad rush of people, and people did get pushed into the building. You know, they caused almost a stampede. There was nowhere to go but inside the building. Or get crushed. So that's how they had to push people in, like they were, you know, sheep in a corral. They had to shove them in and close the gate because they weren't going in willingly. Even one guy says, are we supposed to be in here? And the other one says, I don't know. You know, I, heard, I saw that on one of the tapes. I don't know, but a bunch of other people went in. We should just go look and see what's going on. Now they're in jail. I can't believe people believe that. 
I don't think that many people believe in January 6th, though. No, but the media hypes it up, and it makes you think that there was something going on. You know, January 6th, and it was as bad as 9-11, and January 6th this, and January 6th that, and, you know, something like that 40% you were talking about. They'll believe it. Yeah, there was an insurrection. No, I I disagree with that. I think the Brandon voters, well, even they will say, well, what happened? See, our side will say, yeah, we know what happened on January 6th. The Democrat would say, what happened on January 6th? There's nobody that believes the the story. Good. So, but then why would they go along with it and, and keep pimping it? You know, I know they, Adam Schiff. If they say the lie enough, then people will believe it. Yeah, that's true. You know, like that Adam Schiff, he would sit in a skiff and he would hear all this secret stuff with his um, intel committee, and then he'd come out and lie bold faced to everybody. Oh, I saw information in there. Well, if he really did see information in there, and then came out and told us he saw information in there then he was divulging classified information and he would have went to jail. So you must assume everything that came out of that man's mouth was a lie. Lies are not classified. Truth is classified. So whatever he said was a lie. And once you figure that part out, then you can see through his his baloney anyhow. But anybody who's in these top secret meetings and they come out and tell you something and they don't go to jail, then whatever it was they told you was a lie. If they're sitting in jail, they might have divulged classified information. But that's how you have to look at it. So, uh, Joanne... Yeah. We have a we Pianchi wants to say hi, but I want to play Broccoli Man first. This way we don't have to stop what we're doing. All right, Pianchi, hang in there. I got it pulled up. I saw you sent it to me. I haven't okay. seen this one yet. All right. So, so uh, this one is called the Millennials like their microchips. So I'll count it down. Okay. Three, two. One, action. Hey, did you hear Francisco just died suddenly? I know. What happened? He got his gene therapy shot on Friday. Then Saturday night he said he had chest pains. He went to the hospital and they found blood clots. Then he had a heart attack on Sunday and died. The doctors said it could have been anything that caused him to die. Well they said it could have been anything. Anything but the gene therapy. That's right. It was definitely not the gene therapy. But they said anything could have caused it. It could have been the fresh air. It could have been his male privilege. It could even have been global warming. But it definitely was not his COVID shot. Well, that serves him right for beating a cisgendered male. 
Thames was not even black. Did you see in the news? Governor Gruesom said it is unfair for black people to get in trouble for child support. Hems said if the mother of the child is not black and the father is black, that the father now does not have to pay child support. He said too many of us something duckheads are in trouble for not paying child support. That's very fair. Making black people pay child support is racist. I got three baby mamas with four kids. Then I got two more women's pregnant when I was in the women's jail. Now I don't have to pay to anyone for it. Now I can keep my fat stacks. If anyone says anything I can say look something ducker. I'm black. That's why we need to vote Democrat in 2024. We need to make sure we get as many people as we can to not vote for Trump. I wish you could finally help me get pregnant. I have been trying to get pregnant for years. Oh dear. My eyes make a freed and microchip went off. We have to get our newest gene therapies again. We have five days to get the latest version or our chips will shut off. At least Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology is still forcing us to wear scams in class and get our gene therapies when our chips go off. I just got my notice about the gene therapy too. I just got my notice too. If you want we can go to China Mart on the way home. I need to steal a few things at China Mart anyway. I need my four finger discount. I am so happy that Governor Gruesome lets us steal up to a thousand dollars at a time. Since I'm white I'll stand in line and buy some stuffs. It is the coolest thing that I can use my wrist and pay for it by scanning my wrist. I know. It's that Green Jones again. It's that something ducker for real. I wonder what racist Aish he'll say today. I need to punch him in him's ball sack. I hate Trump supporters so much. These fools think we should not have the freedom to have communism. Thems are too old to know how great communism is to save the planet from global warming and white privilege. Hey Green Jones. Why are you voting for racists and not for Brandon or Michael Robertson Obama? That's right. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Haven't you seen where Brandon wants to remove all your home appliances? He wants to ban gas stoves, air conditioners, refrigerators, furnaces, and microwaves. Well that is to stop global warming you dumbass. They even announced they want to ban indoor bathrooms and running toilets and sinks. If that is what we have to do to not have Trump in office, then it is a trade I am willing to have. There are peoples in Africa that do not have running toilets or houses. Why is it fair for us to have these things but not my African peoples? Stop showing your white privilege. I bet he took the 19 freeway to get here today. That is the most racist street in our state. Oh my gosh. A street can be racist? This I want to hear. How can a street be racist? Wow, you really do things like a Republican. The freeway does not go through any ghettos in the city. It goes from one rich area to another. Then on the other side it connects to empty land and another rich people's area. We get sus tibans for being black. I am still smart enough to live in the project because I am black and I vote Democrat. You are such a stupid Republican that you never once warned this scam and I bet you never once got a gene therapy. Yeah. Scams save lives. Even if CNN says scams do not work, we are Democrats so we have proven them to work. Do you even know what is in the shots? We 
do not care. We don't need to know what is in the gene therapy. Doctors made it. Doctors give it to us. None of us here are doctors, so they know more than us. That's right. Bill Gates is the best doctor we have. You should research about how the mRNA gene therapy can manipulate your body and mind once it gets put in your body. You guys should be able to research what quantum dot technology combined with the 5G network. How dare you call me guys? I'm a sim slash sis. I get a stipend every month for beezing black and also one for beezing a transatlor. And I'm a travesty. I also get a stipend. We vote Democrat in wears pants and face shields. These gene therapies and these freedom microchips we have are helping us live. Quantum dots from getting your mRNA gene therapy. It can control everything you do and anything you will think. It is basically gives some other person or agency the ability to control you. You combine that with your microchip and when the CBDCs are fully operational, you will be controlled both physically and mentally whenever these technocrats need to control you. That would never happen. If it did it would be on the news. Who do you think puts the news on your smell visions You just proved how much you hate us trans people by not getting your gene therapies. I don't care what is in these gene therapies. I will never respect anyone that supports Trump. Yeah, we do not need to have running toilets anymore. Governor Gruesome legalized us to pee and crap outside anywhere we want. Wow. I can't believe you think that is a positive freedom. Then you should stop thinking like a dumb Trump supporter. Please explain how being a Trump supporter has anything to do with wanting to use the restroom using an actual toilet and not drop my pants in the middle of a street and just pee or crap wherever I am. Who said we need to still wear clothes? They will force us to not wear any clothes and live in 50 minute cities. Class Schwab and Yuval O'Hare said they don't know if they will force us to be as naked or wear a uniform. In order to protect against climate change, we must all wear the same clothing. Or we must all be zigzagged. But either way we will be able to pee on the street. Right now the only time I can show my junk is if there is children around. And I am doing a bright parade or a drag queen story time. It is not fair that I cannot whip out my junk right now or any other time. We want to show our junks whenever we want when we finally get our trans rights. It is very progressive and liberal to be as allowed to have someone grab my exposed junk whenever we want. If Governor Grissom visas president, he will make sure it is not a crime for someone with AIDS to have sexual relations with someone that does not have AIDS and to not tell them. That is so loving and liberal of him. Don't worry, Trump is finna visas arrested all over the place. Hems been had 592 years in prison for all of Hems crimes. Please tell us what crimes he actually committed. You sure are dumb. He committed so many crimes everyone knows that they are. Then if did this many crimes, then just tell us something he did. Hey you dumb Republican Trump supporter. If you are that stupid and don't know what crimes he committed then just Google it. If you know what he did, then you can't just say it. We don't have to play your games. Fake news said he will absolutely be guilty of so many crimes. They will not even let him out of his cell when he dies. They will keep his bones and his soul in there rotting for every one of those 592 years. You realize this witch hunt on Trump is against our constitution, right? Who gives a beep about the constitution? 
This is about arresting Trump and putting everyone who does not support the Democrat Party 100% in FEMA camps. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. Hey everyone. These radical leftists are pure commies. That's the most right thing you ever said in your life. Anyway, we need to put an end to this dictatorship right now. If we do not stop it, we will become overrun by AI and the mark of the beast. Satan is on our doorstep. We know from the Bible that there will be tribulations and for a short time Satan will rule the earth. We need to take back our earth before we go down this road of chaos and destruction. Get educated. Listen to the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. He has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and a ton of news that you need to be aware of. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. There are other great shows on Freedomizer Radio also. Just check out the schedule on freedomizerradio.com. All you Republicans need to stop listening to Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, and Proof Negative. We have to realize we are the 99% and we want nothing and we will eat the bugs. We need to save the earth from global warming. So we have to let the 1% of the 1% owns everything. Everyone should know by now if you do not vote Democrat you ain't black. And if you don't let me to show the kids my junk and let them touch my junk, it's because you hate trans peoples. Alright, I hope that was alright. Wow, Proof, that was really good. I took a lot of notes. <laughs> you touched on so many good subjects. I like that about the chips. And he wants to show his wrist to pay for everything. Do you know what kind of crime those chips are going to cause? Say your chip gets canceled. Mm-hmm. But the little old lady down the street, she got a chip. And you know it's in the back of her hand, right? What's to stop criminals from taking hers? Hurting her and taking hers. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of danger in that. Um, communism, you brought that up too. These kids don't know the truth about communism. They no, think we, we've had it some so well that they, they, they think communism's fun because they never had to deal with it. And they were never taught the horrors of communism. You know, they hear about the Holocaust and they hear about, you know, the, the, the Russian uprisings and, and, you know, Weimar Republic and all that. But they don't associate it with anything to do with themselves you know it's socialism has been sold to them as some like big party that everybody chips in and we're all going to live happily ever after um and they, and they somehow con- think bill gates is going to give up his wealth so he can live with no car and not own anything yeah, bill, and he, bill, bill gates, gates is, is not eating the bugs no he's in our lineup tonight too And about the racist roads, I never thought of that. Roads lead from one rich place to another. Don't they know that they also ride through everybody's neighborhood? Rich neighborhoods, poor neighborhoods, middle-class neighborhoods. They connect everybody. It's not just connecting rich to rich and just forgetting about the people in the middle because in the middle there's stores and houses and schools and churches and everything else in between those rich places. Like, so I see what happens there. And about these drag queens and stuff. 
How come the drag queens only want to read stories to children? How come they don't want to read the stories to vets or elderly or homeless? They just want to read them to the children. And your 15-minute cities, boy, that'll put a damper on tourism, huh? Right now, we're a nation of service. We don't build anything. We don't manufacture anything. We don't even drill our own oil. And Biden just signed a executive order today taking a million acres of uranium mines off the table. So we're not going to even mine our own uranium. We're going to buy it from Russia. So hmm. we can't drill. We can't refine. We can't frack. We can't build dams. You see what they did in California? All that water they got, they blew up dams and let the water go out to sea. All this right. time, this drought, you, you don't think they could have dug some holes and let that water fill the holes, make reservoirs, do things like that? What do they spend their money on? They're not building reservoirs. They the just Legos. got such a deluge of rain that would have kept them in water for a very long time. But they just let it go right out to sea again. These people are crazy. And Bill Gates is on our list tonight, too, because he has these uh, genetically engineered ticks, bovine ticks that bite cows. And it's causing people to be allergic to red meat. But... Sure enough, he's got the cure. He's got a new vaccine for that. So we'll get into that in a little while. But you said Bianchi wants to come in, and I've already taken up enough of your time on that. That was a really, really, really good broccoli man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like broccoli man. I look forward to meeting him one day so I can shake his hand. You don't want to meet G. Globalist? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want to meet all of them. <laughs> I, hey, I could uh, picture them all, Joanne. I could picture them all at at a comic con in like Boston or something. Oh yeah, I know. We'll, yeah, we'll, but I don't know why some. Me and Bianchi will walk up to them and ask them questions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't understand why people in Ohio the pundits are great because of the. The amendment that went over the uh, well now I only need one over fifty to change the uh, state constitution. I think that's ridiculous myself. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that yesterday. So that that passed where uh, it's staying at fifty plus one. Fifty plus one. What's hmm. that about? Explain that to me. Well, you know the conversation was around abortion, and they want yeah. to change the. Ohio Constitution as it applies to abortion. I guess they want abortion at will and they want to be able to have 50 plus one on referendums along those lines. I think that's dangerous. I think you need to have at least three-fifths. Yeah, because least two-thirds. It, yeah, they'd be able to use it on any damn thing. Yeah, that's I mean, sneaky. I've never seen so many people nowadays that's so fascinated by killing babies. And then, on the other hand, you got them like you just earlier mentioned. You got these cross-dressers want to read books to babies and children. Yeah, you don't don't see them clamoring to 
read them to the elderly, you know. The elderly would love to have somebody come in and read to them. Yeah, either that or show movies to them. They, they would love that. When I was coming up as a kid, there was a gentleman that used to go around to these uh, apartments and they gather all the elders and he have an eight millimeter projector and he show movies. Maybe a sixteen mm-hmm. millimeter. He show movies to them once a week. So uh they don't do that no more. No. And I've read aloud to my children and my grandchildren, but I also read aloud to adults. You know, like we go camping and we're sitting around the campfire. I'll read them stories about the Constitution and about the Battle of, of 1776, uh, you know, the Hiroshima or, you know, World War II, things like that. Anything to do with history, because there's a lot of good books out there. There's uh, books called I Survived, and they're all in first person. Usually it's like a 12-, 13-year-old kid who's the main character, but they place them in these historical events. And the events are actually very, very accurate in these books. And adults love them just as much as kids. I started reading to my own grandchildren, and then other kids showed up, and then their parents would come, and they sat around, they listened to the stories. Of course, I put my own narration into it, too. I tell them all about it, and then I'll read the book. But, you know, people showed up three nights in a row to finish the rest of the story that I was reading with their children. You know, so that's all right. But I didn't didn't seek out people's children and read them weird things about pornography and stuff. I don't do that. You know, I don't don't know why they, they crave the audience of children. I don't need it, Joanne. It's, uh... It's disgusting. But you know, and last killing week babies. They had a oh, it just, you know, when the, it's nothing to kill a baby now. They even after the baby is born. They say, they say, my body, my choice. Well, if it's your body, explain that penis and that ultrasound. Well, yeah, they don't want nobody messing with their body, but they want to mess with our guns. Yeah. Stay away from the guns. We don't have any assault weapons. We have defensive weapons, but we don't have any assault weapons. So, you know, look somewhere else, folks. That's right. You know, I know I don't have any assault weapons. Well, you know, the AFT, Alcohol, Firearm, and Tobacco, they can make any kind of rule they want, and it's it's a law. Those rules that's made by these agencies should be voted on, voted on by Congress. Right. Because, because they make a rule with no effort, but you have to spend all kind of money, time, and effort to take it to court to get it thrown out. It shouldn't be like that. If they make a rule, it should be voted on by Congress. Yeah, well, right now we have a permanent agency-run government. The people that we elected into power have no power at all. It's the agencies, that's the alphabets that are running the show. The yeah, I know. I know. And every bill should stand alone. It shouldn't have all these amendments to it. You mm-hmm. got a bill that's going to address 
address pollution, and all of a sudden you got people that want to put a, a tax on it, a sin tax on it. They have something to do with uh, taxing the roads, toll, toll roads, and all that crazy stuff. No, bills should stand alone. Right. I agree with you there. Every bill should have a clean bill. If you want a bridge, you know, no one said you can't have a bridge, but I say we take a vote on it. You know, if you need a bridge, we'll get you a bridge. But don't tuck it in a bill that's for the veterans. You know, give us a bill for the bridge, and we'll vote on it. Or if you want to, you know, put something into a a school curriculum, let's vote on it. Don't just stuff it in somewhere. And this ruling by executive order, like taking over that land with the uranium, that can't be constitutional. The United States government should only own enough land for a military base. And what's it going to be, 100 miles is what they can have? It's not take a million acres and just declare it a national monument. You know, that land is owned by the Like the Constitution says, for just ports, magazines, ports, and one other, I can't think of what that is. Military base, yeah. And just think about this. Joe Biden just released the okay in Alaska for oil exploration and oil drilling and extraction project called Willow. And that project is scheduled to bring the federal government anywhere from 14 to $17 billion in fees. Well, see, those fees should go to the state of Alaska. Federal government should have nothing to do with that. That's, right. That's Alaska's land. And that's and that same instance can be duplicated in many other areas. Texas, Louisiana, probably those coastal cities. Right. Even out into the waters. That should be state control. Could, but Joanne, could you imagine how better off these states would be if the federal right. government wasn't sniffing off those fees illegally? Yeah, I mean that's just like you know, going to take over from Miami to Orlando just because you can. No, that belongs to Florida. And just like you said, it belongs to Alaska. And the revenue that Alaska was getting from oil drilling, the people were getting checks because of it. And now they stopped that, but Obama stopped that. We should be drilling our own oil. We should be fracking for gas. We should be fracking for shale. We should be building nuclear power plants. They're clean. We have the capability to have emissions-free manufacturing. We have scrubbers that can go away. We don't need smokestacks anymore. They're obsolete. Everything mostly is done by electricity. So... Why is it okay that we get Russian uranium, but not American uranium? You know, Biden's um, sanctions on Russia, they didn't even include Rosatom, the one who gave the sun millions and millions of dollars. 
Paul Sperry over at Twitter said, here's a dirty little secret about Biden's sanctions on Russian energy. They don't include Rosatom and uranium. Why? U.S. nuclear reactors import 15 to 20 percent of their fuel from Russia, and they can't replace that supply because Obama, Biden, EPA, helped drive the U.S.-based uranium mining out of business. You know, these oil companies and gas companies and, and mineral companies, they're not going to invest in, you know, drilling or anything like that if they think that it's going to just be taken away from them. So why would they sink billions and billions of dollars into building a new refinery or, or opening up a new well somewhere to just have it closed down the next time a Democrat gets in? Well, the Constitution, the Constitution says that federal government can own land for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings upon requesting authorization from the state legislature. So he can't and just sign an executive order and take over a million acres of land where there was uranium mining. Well, see, that's one of the proposals with the Convention of States. They had a mock convention here last Thursday, I believe it was. It worked pretty well. Maybe Friday it was. Not only that, they want to uh, limit the term of congressman to nine a congressman to nine terms, which is eighteen years. A U.S. senator to three terms, which is 18 years. And no one can hold more than 24 years in a federal office. I think that's pretty good. Then any increase in the budget has to be corresponding with the revenue. Not the way they do it now. Yeah. That's how it was supposed to be. You had to pay for it. Absolutely. We're spending so those are, three times what those we're bringing are things in. That need to be. Yeah. And they can't even find most of the money that we're spending. Six billion here, ten billion there, three trillion there. You know, now we're, you know, pretty soon you're talking about real money they're losing. Each of these agencies well, just loses money and nobody even looks for it. Yeah, those fees that they're collecting on that project probably scheduled to go to the Ukraine. Yeah, well, Ukraine, that's a money pit right there. And we just keep provoking and provoking and provoking Russia. And now that slick Zelensky there, if Russia somehow does beat him in his offensive he wants to turn the rest of what's salvageable over to Poland. And Poland will just saturate, you know, just just incorporate, absorb Ukraine. And that automatically gives him NATO if it's owned by Poland. So we're getting stooped here. Would and you think money. if Russia didn't exist, they still have a NATO anyway? Yeah. And, you know, it's only half-assed against Russia, too. 
you know, we got sanctions on this and no sanctions on that. And we don't want to fight Putin, but we're giving everybody else, we're giving this guy equipment to fight Russia. So we are, in effect, fighting Russia. We're just not using our people. But everything those people are using is us. I mean, the European Union, what do they put up? One plane? One tank? Yeah, could you spare it, folks? This whole thing's on us. Why? And both parties are agreeing to it. And we have been provoking Russia. We told them Russia, we told them that NATO wouldn't be moving closer to them, and then they did. We told them that we're not building any type of bio labs over in Ukraine, and they already uncovered nine of them being run by us. One of them is 40 miles from the Russian border. Putin took it out, and everybody's screaming, Putin's blowing up stuff in Ukraine. Yeah, he's blowing up stuff that's a threat to him. He told you not to do it. You had treaties with him that said you weren't going to do that. You know, and then they tried to block him from using the ports, so he took Crimea back. And Soros tried to run his pipelines through there. So that's why he took Crimea, too, to stop Soros. You know, there's a lot more than just Putin's a bad guy. Putin's looking out for his country. And we have been provoking him for decades. Well, yeah, they're blowing up with that gas line. If they were shipping, yeah. uh, providing gas to Germany and held down here in Louisiana, they build a liquefied petroleum gas operation to supply that gas, supply this gas to Germany. Right. But, you know, first thing Biden did was approve that North Stream Stream pipeline and then blew it up. So what was that whole thing about? And Rosatom, that company, gave Biden's kid $10 million. So, of course, we got sanctions on Russia, but not for that. Well, they say that Biden family will receive at least twenty million and growing. Yeah, so far, you're right. Oh yeah, there's hundreds of millions in that. And Biden said, "Oh, I didn't talk business." All right, you guys are all old school. You know, if you're having a meeting, a bunch of guys get together, and you're not supposed to talk about things. You say, "I can get the vice president on the phone," and they're like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, you give me a million dollars, I'll get him on the phone. He doesn't have to talk business on the phone. Just the fact that you can dial a number, he answers and says, yeah, hey, how's the weather? Hi, how's the weather? That's enough to say, yeah, okay, you have the was, uh, well, Yeah, I just talked to them to see whether they were paying the money or not. Yeah, yeah that's the weather, whether, whether or not the check cleared. <laughs> But, yeah, the coast is clear. Um, Talking about the weather, you know, it's sunny. It's a good, you know, okay, it's a go. It's cloudy. There's still more things got to get worked out. It's raining. It's off. So, I mean, you don't have to talk about business to talk about business. 
and anybody with half a brain knows that. And well, just, just hearing like him when, uh, on the other the, end. The, the pizza gate with, uh, when you want a hot dog napkin. Right. Or a map. You left your map. Yeah, I want a pizza map. map. Yeah, that's minor attracted person, a map. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, like I said, you don't have to talk business to talk business. Okay, you can get the big guy on the phone. There he is. Was my money? And he he said, "Well, I never talked business. That's semantics. You didn't have to talk business. All you had to do was answer the phone. That is the business. And the business that he's in, the selling influence. Like I said, there's no sanctions on Mazatom, is there? So they sold out our energy. They shut down our drilling, our refining, our fracking." Our pipelines, our uranium mines, our mineral mines. But the people that gave them money, all this stuff is up and running. They're making money hand over fist. Russia's making plenty of oil money and plenty of uranium money. We're not because Biden shut that down so the other guys could get on top. That type of practice goes on everywhere. You know, Burisma is buying protection from Joe Biden to do business in the United States. That's the same mm-hmm. thing Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo buy protection from the from the NAACP so when they do something wrong, they don't come after them. They donate $50 yeah. million to them. The yep. Same type of thing. Yep. And that's why Trump is a threat, because Trump is a shock, too, and he swam in those waters. And he knows them, and he knows how they deal. And he, how many people has he had to pay? How many politicians has he had to grease? You don't lay one yard of concrete without in New York without paying the unions, without paying the politicians, without playing, paying the police commissioner, the mayor, everybody. Everybody gets a piece before you even can lay one brick. So... He knows them. He knows their system. He knows how they work. And that scares yeah, that's why you want, That's why you want to get rid of them. Oh, yeah, he wants Definitely to get rid of them. You can't blame him. He's a businessman, and he's had to deal with that and live with that his whole life, his whole career. He's had to deal with those people. And he, now he isn't. But he was on the inside, and he knows their secrets, and he knows everything about them, and he stepped outside them. You know, he, he didn't spend any time in D.C. He was to, he would rather be on a construction site with the guys with the hot hats than dealing with the suits. So, right now, I mean, Donald Trump has got to be the strongest man on the planet. He really does. He has been checked, checked again, rechecked, and rechecked some more. He's been under a microscope. And this is the bogus crimes they can come up with. Everybody says, oh, yeah, Trump committed crimes, but they can't even tell you one crime he did. Well, just you know, like and then in he that said, cartoon, oh, yeah, he said to Google it. If you don't know what crimes he committed, just Google it. Yeah. Even Google doesn't know what crimes he committed. And even a jury in New York said he didn't rape that woman. But he did defame her. He called her a busted bitch or something, said she was ugly and it wasn't his type. So they got him for defaming her. But 
even the jury didn't buy that he raped her. He didn't. And well, if you know anything. When he, uh, when he put up Jennifer Hudson's family, you know, back in 2008 when his mother and mm-hmm. her mother and uh, somebody his else was killed. Him. Yeah, yeah, he put the whole family up provided protection for him. And she was yep. younger then. But she yep. cannot tell you and will not say that Trump tried to proposition her for doing what he done. He didn't. Right. No, he didn't. And he didn't mess with that woman. And she's young and beautiful. But here comes right. some old scallywags. Here comes some old scallywags going to say that Trump raped him. A mental case, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the chick is a straight-up mental case. Yeah, she looked like somebody left her on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Ten miles of bad road, baby. <laughs> he, he didn't touch her. You see the type of women that Trump is attracted to? She ain't one of them. And at that place, Burgoff's, they have locked dressing rooms, and they have attendants there. And that did not happen. It never happened. And they have cameras, too. You know, the, these people, they bring you clothes, and you get, you know, they tell you what fits, and they stay right with you. They don't, they, you don't have private time in that dressing room. That's one of the high-end stores. It's not like you just go in the dressing room with an armload of stuff, and you can bring somebody in there and diddle with them. You can't. That's, it's not that type of place. It's very upscale. You know, that they have all the little soaps in their bathrooms and, you know, the attendant in there and everything. That's the type of place it is. And you don't carry bundles. They deliver them to your house. So you're not walking around the store with bundles. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want that? Okay, we'll deliver that for you, dear. So that did not happen. And the jury knew it. You know, if you're in New York and you know this place, you know that didn't happen. But because he mouthed off and said a little worse than what we were saying... Well, yeah, and, no, uh, and the fact him. that it was Trump, so they couldn't admit that he was not guilty, so they had to find him on something. Right. And she couldn't remember the day, the date, the time, the year, none the year. of that. It was also a script from Special Victims, Lauren Order, that this woman was raped in the Burdoff's dressing room. And she told Anderson Cooper that rape is sexy, and then she tried to tell him he was sexy, and that she fantasizes about rape. So here she is admitting that it's a fantasy, and she was fantasizing about Trump, and she played this script from a TV show in her head, and all of a sudden, she was the one that was raped in Burdoffs, and it was by a wealthy businessman, Trump. She probably well, never even met him. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to pay her $5 million because he called her a busted bitch. So, oh, well. He fought, he's fighting that, you know. Right. That's why they got to uh, go back to uh, court. Haven't they been trying to throw that out of court, though? Well, I don't know. I, I think it's him that's fighting it, not her. No, I know she that. I thought they threw it out of court, and, and, then, he and then he's he's taking it a step further. Yeah, he's the one taking her to court now. Yeah. Well, remember what happened with Stormy Daniels? 
<laughs> you know, she accused him of having an affair with him, and and then she ended up having to pay him. Right. So this chick, E. Jean Carroll, she might have to pay Trump and all his legal fees. We'll see how that works. Can Trump sue Brandon? I don't know. I mean, this is harassment. Everybody should know that. Oh, it's absolute harassment. They all should. I mean, even... What's his name? Robert F. Kennedy? No, the other one. West? Yeah. Well, they all should. Uh, they should have a class action suit with everybody that's running for president that had interference with Brandon. They should yeah. all come together and say, let us run our campaigns for better or worse. I don't even care if I like them. The fact is, is that he shouldn't be meddling in other people's, uh, uh, and everybody's saying, well, it's their fault because he's running against them. Well, no, you're not allowed to do that. Right. Trump should sue all 51 of those spies, too, that signed that letter saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation when they already knew that it wasn't. So that was election interference. That was interfering with him in a bunch of ways. So he should sue every one of them, too. Especially Brennan. He's the most ruthless man on the planet. He used to be, he's a big new Brzezinski. But mm-hmm. Brennan slipped into that role nicely. He's the most dangerous man on the planet right now. He's ruthless. You know, I thought Dick Cheney was bad. Brennan puts him to shame. But it's those type of people who really need to be gone. Just get them out of our system completely. Flush them out. Send them all off to pasture. Thanks for your service. See ya. Because we don't need that. They're going against their own country. They're going against the people of the country. All I know is that if Brandon had 81 million votes, that he wouldn't care what everybody else is doing with their campaigns. He should be so strong that he wouldn't even have to worry about it because you should be leading by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess there was like 139 million people eligible to vote. 71 million, they say, voted for Trump. That only leaves 59 million. I thought it was 74 million. Or 74 million, whatever. But it, it only, somebody did the math, and it only left 59 million. So how did he get 81 million out of 59 remainder? Question. Yeah, it's just it's simple mathematics. If you only got this many registered voters, and you got 74 million voted for Trump, there's only 59 million left. The other guy didn't get 50, didn't get 81 million. The most he could have gotten was 59 million. So, yeah, there was voter fraud. The numbers don't add up. 
and the ballots don't add up, and the system doesn't add up, and the machines don't add up, and the lies, and the cheating, and the conniving. And then, because you say all that was going on, you got to get arrested because you're an election denier. Well, it's okay when math. they question elections, though. Oh, yeah. Hillary wrote a book about it. And Stacey Abrams running around thinking she's the governor of Georgia. She even got to play the queen on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But it's, they really thought that the elections were rigged. Obviously. And Hillary did rig the election. She just didn't rig it enough. She thought she did. But everybody's watching this one. And there's a lot of proof going around, too. There's stuff coming out in Michigan for the last few days. You know, Carrie Lake has been all over Arizona, and she finally got that out. My co-host, Anna, She's part of that people's um, thing up in up in New York, the audit, the people's audit, and they have found all kinds of discrepancies. They got documents and photographs and videos, and they've had speeches and symposiums and stuff. She is on it. You got to see some of the work Anna's been doing up in New York. I'm really, really proud of her. Well, with but all this voter geez. fraud coming out, and, and if this goes to Georgia and Trump is is uh, found not guilty of uh, of announcing that there's voter fraud, uh, how how is everybody going to vote when they know that there's going to be election fraud and they're basically telling you there's going to be election yeah. fraud? And, well, that stupid Jack Smith. He has to prove there wasn't. Right. Trump is saying there was voter fraud. They're calling him an election denier and saying that he's obstructing because he's saying that the vote was rigged. So that's what they're charging him with, with obstructing, saying the voting was rigged. So in order to prove Trump guilty, Jack has to prove there was no rigging. Yeah, so when he wrote the case, he wrote it backwards to to give Trump the power and not him. I guess so, because it's the ball's in his court. And you know Sidney Powell has all of that Dominion stuff. They kept throwing her out of court, even though she was putting in amicus briefs and and, um, friends of the court filings. They kept throwing her out because she didn't have standing. Well, stupid Jack indicted her, too. She was Trump's lawyer. So by indicting her, she now has subpoena power and discovery. Now she can release the Kraken. Because she has all the evidence that she's been trying to get into a courthouse. Well, now she's in. And Rudy Giuliani, you know, they try to make him out to be a crackpot. Remember 9-11... He was the man of the hour. He was America's mayor. He's as sharp as tax. He's as smart as it gets. And he's not stupid either. He's not. He's very mm-hmm. street smart as well as a good lawyer. But they try to make him out to be some type of a noodlehead. 
Well, they indicted him, too. Now you're going to find out what he can really do. There's no flies on Giuliani. He's a shop man. So now's their chance. And because they can't talk to each other, I'm hoping they got all their talking out. And I hope they got their plan together. And now's their chance to run it. Because up till now, it's been all one-sided. It's been the January 6th committee, and it's been the indictments and the courts and the DOJ and the media. And none of Trump's defense has been heard. You know, all over the media, oh, they raided Mar-a-Lago, and oh, Trump has committed this crime and committed that crime. Well, now he gets a chance to show all the crimes they've committed against him. It's his turn. Yes, but in what, not, in what state can he do that with uh, with them? That's just Georgia, right? Well, it's all going to end up in the Supreme Court. All of it. It has to. And that's another thing. All the lawyers are salivating, all those big top lawyers, the Supreme Court mm-hmm. lawyers. They can't wait for it to get there. So this, this little chickie in D.C., all she is is a blip. She's going to have her three minutes of fame, and that's going to be the end of it. You know they're going to find him guilty in D.C., and then it's going to get appealed because then it's going to a federal appellate court. And that moves a stupid it up question, chain. Joanne. Can, can she just come in and in 30 seconds just say, I've decided he's guilty and there's no need for a, a hearing? He's just guilty because I want him to be? Can she somebody might as well. do that if they wanted? Uh, I think he would have to waive a jury trial and just go with the judge. But who knows? He might do that just to get it out no, of the court. No, I'm saying the judge could do that. The judge could automatically just say he's guilty without uh, without hearing anything. She could come out and say, uh, look, I don't like you, Trump. You're guilty. I'm done. I don't know if that can be done, but it might as well. Might as well, because like I said, she's just temporary. She's just a little blip. Yeah. She doesn't even count. As soon as whatever her finding is, whether they find him guilty or not guilty, one of them's going to appeal it. Either Trump or Smith is going to appeal that decision. So that moves it up to the appellate court. And then it's going to get appealed again, and it's going to make it all the way to the Supreme Court. And it's going to be slow. But I think it has to make it to the court to get a final decision that this is absolute harassment that, you know, who knows, by the end of it, all these people bringing him to court might be charged with treason, and they might be the ones behind bars, depending on on how good the cases go, how much evidence and how many juries are still legit out there, how many Americans actually want to be American and do the right thing. Listen to the evidence. I'm not saying make a decision till you hear the evidence, but at least hear the evidence. Keep an open mind. You know, don't just well, walk if in there and say, Well, not one judge that's not going to do that, that would be the D.C. judge. Yeah, that would be her. And she knows she's just a small fish. Right now mm-hmm. she's, you know, big man on campus, but she ain't, she ain't anything. She's nothing. But it's going to be a slow process. But in this process, Trump's information's coming out. All of his subpoenas are going to go out. Y'all, y'all going to know who get, who gets subpoenaed. He's going to subpoena every one of them. He's going to subpoena Comey and Stroke and he's and Brennan and Clapper and all of them. You know, who knows? He might even subpoena 
Obama himself. You know, Biden was his vice president. His vice president. And this is a dumb while, question, Joanne. Is it possible for Jack Smith to subpoena DeSantis in Florida? I suppose he could. Because that would tie up DeSantis also, even though DeSantis is a small fish right now, uh, that maybe it would, it would be enough to, to throw DeSantis off his presidency game. Yeah, I don't think that they're worried about DeSantis. DeSantis' poll numbers are low enough to, to make him not a threat to Biden. I realize that, but that would just be the nail in the coffin just to make it official. Yeah, well, Trump had a 48-point swing in Texas. DeSantis was winning in Texas, and now Trump is like 50 yeah. points ahead. You know, Are there DeSantis any states is, where Trump is not winning uh, as far as the Republican race goes? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But Trump's got a lot of good backup, too. They're just staying low-key right now because, you know, you, you don't want to shoot your whole wad. You want to take your time, do it right, get everything right. I'm just, you know, and and I hear lawyers on TV like Alan Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley and Mark Levin. And Alan Dershowitz is far from a, a conservative. But he's saying this is all winnable. And that this Jack made an awful mistake because now it's Trump's turn. You know, I was furious when I heard about the indictments. But now I see that it has to be this way because now, after this this indictment in Georgia comes out on this next week, um, he said he was one indictment away from winning the election. So Trump already knows. And, you know, Trump said he's Sun Tzu, right? A long time ago, back in 2014, he said, first you win, then you fight. So he's already got the plan to win, and now comes the fight. But he's held his fire. He hasn't really said anything other than the election was rigged, uh, this one's a crook, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that one's pencil neck or something. But he hasn't really presented his evidence or put any facts or anything out there. He just says, oh, yeah, they raided my Mar-a-Lago, and, you know, they went to my wife's underwear drawer in my kid's bedroom. But... You know, they said that he had documents there that were of national security, and they had to do with Iran. And they were saying something about him being recorded on a phone call. Well, it turns out the phone call, they were re- he was reading a newspaper, something about Iran. And there was never any documents in Mar-a-Lago that were concerning Iran, because according to the indictment, there's no document there for Iran. And those documents, those jackets that they took um, pictures of on the floor. There was no files in those jackets. But I think those are the files that Trump has on them. And there was no files in those. So that was a message to tell me. I already know about what's in these files. Here, here, you can have the jackets back. The files are still in the archive, but I got a copy. 
Don't worry, my lawyers already saw them. So, you know, he had cameras too. They wouldn't let his lawyer even go inside the building. They made him stand outside in the heat, made her stand outside in the heat. But there was cameras running, closed circuit cameras in every inch of that Mar-a-Lago. And he gave them the tapes. And then they say he was withholding tape, withholding tapes. And then they gave him back edited tapes. He's like, no, those ones ain't mine. Mine weren't edited. But he kept copies for himself. He's not stupid. And that Hunter Biden laptop, you know, he's probably got five copies for his mother. His lawyer's got three. You know, Giuliani's got copies. So... You know, they can say whatever they want. Whatever's coming out of their mouth is a lie. Because if they told you the truth, they'd be divulging classified information. So whatever they say, don't believe them. You agree with that, Bianchi? You still here? He's not here. Oh. Well, I believe that... You know, like today, the Oversight Committee, they released more of the Biden's bank records. Did you see that? Yeah, which is why I, I, I can't believe they haven't done another indictment yet. Yeah, I know. Well, that's coming. You know, this just came out today, and it's Wednesday. So I would say by Tuesday, because now they're all going through these these um, bank records. And it outlines how the Bidens and their business associates received millions from oligarchs in Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine during Joe Biden's vice presidency. And after Hunter Biden received millions of dollars in payments, then-Vice President Joe Biden dined with his son's foreign associates in Washington, you know, Devin Archer, too. And, uh, you know, a couple of times he dined with them. And I guess one of these oligarchs is a real, real sleazeball. He's um, he's brutal. He's ruthless. He runs like human trafficking and stuff. And is Biden having dinner with him twice? But they only talked about the weather. Yeah, the coast is clear, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. So I, I wanted to bring up this Andy No uh, issue. Oh, I don't good. know if you saw this. Yeah, I, I have him written down here, too, to talk about. Go ahead. So what I'm trying to understand here is that Andy No was beat up by Antifa. He sues Antifa. And the court rules that Antifa is not guilty. And the and the Antifa lawyer says, I am Antifa. And she told the jury she will remember each one of their faces. So uh, yeah. I don't know how intimidation works like that. And it's perfectly acceptable in Portland to, to threaten the jury and say, if you don't vote my direction, then I'm going to remember you and I'm going to go after you. Right. Well, there was a problem with it, actually. He wasn't suing the actual people that, not, that beat him up. He was 
suing Antifa as a whole. Now, the, the attorney says, I am Antifa. How can he represent what, how, was he representing himself? You know, I think that Andy should appeal that just because the lawyer said, I am Antifa. Well, you know, they found against him, but he wasn't actually suing the people who physically attacked him. He was suing the organization of Antifa. And what happened was the jury said that Antifa can't be held responsible for what some members did. And you have to go after them individually. But it was sanctioned by Antifa. But by the lawyer saying, I am Antifa, and threatening the jury, I think that that Andy No has good grounds for appeal. Well, that, that's the, my question, because how can you say uh, you need to go after Antifa members directly because you, uh, we, we don't know who they are? And then the then the lawyer says, "I am Antifa," like, like that's okay. Yeah, that to me that means that you're taking responsibility for it. Right. Well, of course you could say it after the the jury found him not liable, but he didn't say it beforehand, did he? He's not that stupid. But well, I think even that in, in Portland, know. if you have an activist judge and an activist attorney, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Portland's a, a, a wasteland now. It's just, I don't know what's going on up there with them. But they, they, couldn't just, uh, they couldn't just say, we're going to cover your medical damages, and then uh, that's it. They, they, uh, they're going to find these people not guilty, so it's, it's okay for Antifa to beat people up like that? Right. Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. It's okay for Antifa as a group to even... I mean, the lawyer is going to remember every one of their faces. This guy's threatening them in front of a judge after he was found not liable. So, and then he says, I am Antifa. So, I think that's serious grounds for appeal. In case our listeners don't know who Andy No is. Andy No is a journalist. Um, he's an independent journalist, and he chronicles Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and you know what's going on with that section of society. So he's actually trying to, you know, keep a journal of what's going on. He's writing history. He gets beat up. He gets doxxed. He does, you know, I mean, they, they go after him. He had a mask and goggles on once. They pulled his mask and goggle off and said, that's him, that's him. And then they chased him down and beat him up. And, you know, that might even be what led to this lawsuit. But and Actually, it wasn't he, after the case was won. It was in the closing arguments where the attorney said, I am Antifa. In the closing arguments? And the judge didn't yes. say, hey, hey, hey. Right. And I want... Didn't Andy No's lawyer object? Oh, no, you can't object in closing, huh? That's closing statement, but I'm going to remember every one of you? Yes. I would have voted against him just for that. You're going to remember me? Yeah, I'll give you something to remember. 
or he intimidated the jury. And, yeah, Andy No could file an appeal over that. I think he should. That's just crazy that you can uh, you can uh, you could do that in front of a judge in a courtroom. It's not even off to the side. You're just saying that in your closing arguments. That 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 that's just insane. That, that that's how bold these people are. That is bold proof. I I wouldn't try it. But he got away with it. I don't it. care how. I, I don't care if it's the. Washington, D.C. judge, and you have Jack Smith saying that. I wouldn't even, I think even he's smart enough to not do that in front of a judge. Right? I, I, I think he should be smarter than that. But this is, this is just straight up, I, I, this is textbook intimidation. There, there's, no, there's no question about it otherwise. You're right. You're right. That is intimidation. And that should have been stopped right there in that courtroom. So the judges know better. And what good is that judge if that type of stuff is going on in their courtroom? You know, the judge is useless too. Hey, did you see the one and a half billion dollar Megabucks was one? It was sold at the ticket was sold at a Publix in Neptune, Florida. Oh, was it? I didn't see if there's anybody won. I was I was thinking about Friday night driving to Arizona. Yeah, well, somebody won. It was one point five billion, and okay. um, it, the ticket was sold at, at a Publix in Neptune Beach, Florida. You know who's vacationing well, over in by right now? Yeah. You know who's vacationing there right now? No. Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly oh. Guilfoyle. Okay. I don't yeah, think it was them that won. I don't think it was them that won, though. <laughs> I don't anticipate them going into a Publix anytime soon. No. Hey, did you see that Massachusetts had to reinstate the police off seven troopers who refused yes, to get I their COVID-19? That. Yes, that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. The arbitrator ruled that the Massachusetts State Police didn't make reasonable accommodations. These people were, you know, devout Christians, and they did not want the fetal cells in them. And they proved that they were religious people and they still got fired so now they got to get their jobs back and they get back pay too but in the meantime the FBI is still surveilling Catholics did you see that right. and, and my question on that also is uh, when they bring COVID back if they do they're going to try the same mess again and try and force jobs to to give the gene therapies, and then you're going to have these lawsuits all over again. Yeah. I don't believe they didn't reinstate the military. No. The people that refused it, they, they oh, did not and, reinstate and, uh, them. Did you see Rand Paul ripping Anthony Blinken up one side and down the other? 
I did not. Tell me about it. So Anybody Anthony Blinken and his Blinken. department, even though there was a judge that, that found uh, Rand Paul and company that uh, they were the, the winners, and Blinken is responsible for turning over uh, evidence that, that's declassified, uh, they just want the studies, and Blinken is still saying no, even though they have it from the court that they are allowed to receive it. And Blinken said no? Yes. Blinken said the only way we'll give it to you is that we, we give you uh, what we feel is, is the right information. We're not giving you everything, but we're giving you our interpretation. In the meantime, Congress is who has the authority and the oversight. This Blinken is just an agency head. He is not a constitutional representative. He works for constitutional representatives. They're his boss. He's got it backwards. Right. I realize that, but he doesn't. This is why we need Donald Trump. He's got to clear this stuff out. Right. I don't know how that man gets up every morning and just goes about being him. So what happens then if if they have to take Blinken back to court and says he's still not cooperating? I don't know. Biden's not going to fire him. No. If you impeach him, only the House will impeach him. The Senate won't. Senate doesn't. We don't have the Republicans don't have the majority in the Senate. Just like impeaching Biden, impeach him all day, every day. Senate's not going to go along with it. They're not going to approve it. So it's going nowhere. That's why we have to force the Republicans to win, and they're not trying very hard. So we're going to have to force them into it. Right, and even so, you have people like Mitt Romney who's threatening to vote Democrat or to to change parties. Like, that's going to help them. Good, let them. Mm -hmm. Put a real Republican in there. Utah got to be sick of him by now anyhow. He's a grifter. I mean, he did a good job for the Olympics, so they gave him Massachusetts, made him be governor of Massachusetts. He did a stint there, and then went back to Utah, and now he's a senator. But I think it's time for him to go out to pasture, too. He's not a he's not a Republican. He hasn't been a Republican in a long time. Right. But yeah, if he gets out of the way, that'll be good for Utah. Utah gets another chance at it. Because while he's senator, who else? What other Republicans going to go against him? But if he chooses to swap parties, then party on. There's a lot of them we don't need. Mitch McConnell. He has done a lot of good things, but he's done a lot of shady stuff, too. And he's part of that Washington swamp, and I'm not sticking up for him. The only thing that he did right was treaties. He wasn't real fond of treaties. Neither was that Harry Reid. He wasn't real fond of treaties either, which was a good thing, because Obama tried to sign treaties, and and they were ridiculous treaties, like that climate treaty. You know, he did the climate, I don't know, he didn't talk, call it a treaty because then it would have had him ratified by Congress. They do a lot of shady stuff that doesn't have to be ratified by Congress. 
because Congress wouldn't ratify it, so they they go around it. I'm really heated about this confiscating land. That is an unconstitutional move. But they don't care. The Constitution is only as strong as the people willing to defend it. And so many people don't even know anything about the Constitution now. You know, I plea the fifth. Somebody will say, I, I plea the fifth. Tell me what the fifth is. They can't tell you. What is the Fifth Amendment? Recite it to me. They couldn't tell you. They just heard it somewhere that they should plead the Fifth. They have no clue what the Fifth is. The first ten, the first ten original amendments are the most important. The others were ratified afterwards, but the founding principles are in those first ten amendments. And people couldn't even tell you what they are. You know, they'll tell you a little bit about the First Amendment. I can, I have free speech. Do you know what that is? You can say whatever you want. You are not free from being offended. Controversial speech, political speech, needs the most protection. That's why we have a First Amendment. But also you're able to worship any way you want. You and also, then you've got fools like Mayorkas out there telling you the need on why we need to censor free speech because right. somebody might need... say something that that the government is against. Yep. And you have a right to a freedom of press. Not a gaggle of mockingbirds, but press like you or me. Right. Yeah, absolutely the press says nothing in the Constitution that says you have to have a government certificate saying you're a journalist. Citizens are journalists. You don't need a document from the government. If you tell somebody you're the press, you're the press. And you go about acting like the press, as you do. You're the press. Right. But, you know, when you say the freedom of the press, everybody thinks CNN are the only ones who are free to report. They're not even free. No. You ever see them ever see them when their monitors when their when their reader board screws up? No. They don't even know their names. They do it at Fox too. You see them oh, it's your turn. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you because the board's telling them whose turn it is, what yeah. they're supposed to say, what the topic is. So they literally are talking heads. Every now and then they get in these little side discussions, but then somebody talks in their ear and says, okay, let's move on. And they'll tell you, oh, they're telling me to move on. So they're literally showing you that they are controlled. You can't see who's controlling them, but they can. That's not free press. We are free press. The people just talking to each other on Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat or even TikTok. And they're telling news. You know, you'll see somebody will post, oh, there was an accident up the street. And then they'll post a picture of it and stuff. That's the press. They're acting like the press. They didn't need a certificate or a government degree 
to say that they could post, oh, there's an accident up the street, here's a picture. That's what the press does, though. That's freedom of the press. They are free to post that without the permission of CNN or their producers. Right, and we don't even name Fox News in this because they're just a shell of themselves now. Fox News does the same thing. Right. If, yeah, if their monitor gets screwed up, if it, you know, has a glitch, so does the reporter. They have a glitch. And that's just as shady. And Rupert Murdoch's kids are not Rupert Murdoch. They, um, the kids, I guess, Rupert Murdoch himself endorsed DeSantis. But the kids are endorsing Biden. And then they have these matching donations, you know, if, if for their employees. When I worked for Marriott, you could donate a portion of your check to a charity of your choice, like the Salvation Army or whatever, and they would match the donation. Well, now they're matching donations for Planned Parenthood and for some Satanist church. So who is the employee donating to the Satanist church that Fox News has to match? Because I certainly wouldn't match it. Because by matching it, your name's on it, too. If my employee is donating to a Satanist cult, and then I match it, I'm donating to the Satanist cult, too. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, they're, they're all the same. They're mockingbird. And we've spoken about it before, how they use the same words, the same phrases, the same paragraphs. They don't even try to rearrange the word and make it their own. They just recite what they're told to recite. And that's all they're doing is reciting. Imagine that, spending all those years going to journalism school (laughs) and then have to sit there and read someone else's words. And what, you think you're a journalist because you got some certificate from some communist institution and you call yourself a journalist no proof you're more of a journalist than most of these people yeah, I don't even know if they I'm get more to of a journalist they just read yeah I'm more of a journalist too I actually do the research too and I read through the articles, and I find the truths and the discrepancies, and then I check the facts, and then I check those facts. And then once I find, you know, that the facts are all leading into a certain conclusion, then I'll give the conclusion of my own. So that's, you know, more editorializing, but still, it's journalism. And I didn't need a degree from Berkeley to do it. I wouldn't even hire you if you had a degree from Berkeley. Right, exactly. Most of these Ivy League schools I wouldn't hire you from. You know, Harvard used to be very prestigious until you look deeper. And you're better off going to a city college where it's just academics and they really don't have much 
on the lines of political leanings. Unreal. Yeah, like I said, the FBI is surveilling Catholics, and they're doing it sneaky, too. They are having, the, of course, the social medias. They're monitoring Catholics' social medias, but they're not doing it themselves. They have these organizations that are doing it for them. So it's, like, once removed. They're even, you know, they have people going into Catholic churches. and But that's because that's where you would talk among yourselves. Remember, during COVID, they shut down churches, they shut down bars, they shut down gyms, they shut down, you know, the big box stores you could go to. COVID didn't go to them, like Home Depot and Walmart and stuff, but they did go right. to the little mom and pop shops. But they don't want you talking among yourselves, and that's where people talk to each other. They talk to each other in the churches, and they talk to each other in the bars, in meeting places, you know, at functions, when they get together and they start talking about politics and stuff. Well, that's where most, you know, you've got a larger crowd of people. They close schools because you do talk among yourselves in schools, too. And that's why they're doing it. They want to find out what's going on in these churches. That's illegal. That's the government interfering in your right to worship. And I wanted I to tell everybody only, about... It's only illegal, though, Joanne, if you complain. Yeah. But nobody was complaining, so now they got to send feds into the place right. to find their own stuff. Because the people talking among themselves aren't calling the feds and saying, hey, these people are talking. The feds are going in and hoping they're talking. Yeah, and this Bill Gates is really upsetting me, too, with his new... He's he's got research into genetically engineered cattle ticks. And now 450,000 Americans have red meat allergies from alpha golf syndrome, and it's caused by tick bites. But, you know, like it says, it was first reported in Virginia in 2008 and has seen an alarming increase over the past few years. But the article goes on, and it says that uh, the villain Melinda Gates they announced a significant grant of a million four hundred and sixty-nine thousand towards the research into the Raphaelopsis microscope, the Asian blue tick, and it's known to cause AGS. And then it goes on and it says, in the food industry, Gates has significant investments in plant-based and lab-grown meat companies. He's backed companies such as Upside Foods, Good Meat, Beyond Meat, and Impossible Foods, some of which have been approved by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And it says there's no definitive evidence leading, you know, leading to Gates' funding of the tick research or the rise in the AGS cases. But the timing and the complexity is quite coincidental. And it says it isn't his first thing. You know, remember the malaria? Well, he's got a new vaccine for malaria, too. Yes. Yeah, GlaxoSmithKline. That has medicines for malaria. It's an MMV launched. 
It's called tef, Tefenequine. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. But he released those genetically engineered mosquitoes. Yes, but only malaria. in Texas and uh, in Florida because and that's Florida, the most right. conservative state. And Sarasota reported three cases in Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. Funny. Florida's where he released those genetically engineered things. And he's got a vaccine. And now he's got genetically modified ticks. And people are allergic to red meat. And he's got fake meat. What a coincidence. And he's not a scientist. And he's not a doctor. And he's not a researcher. He's just a funder. He's a bag man. Right. He's just a depraved individual with way too much money. So, and Guatemala. The guy, you sent me this, the article about the guy who's contended, he's a contender for the presidency. He got offed. He got bumped off today, then assassinated. That sounds a little extreme, too. And that's in our hemisphere. And we got a lot of Guatemalan refugees coming up here. So is that following them, too? This civil war they're having? The school they're having? That's a good question. You know, is it going to be... Yeah, the, the Guatemalans, are they escaping it? Are they bringing it here? Or, you know, what's going on down there? And why do we keep sending money to Guatemala if, you know, to support their people when a lot of their people are here? About for every Guatemalan that's here, you deduct the money that we were going to send there for them. You'd have no refugees if we deducted the cost and upkeep for these refugees from every dollar for dollar from our foreign aid. If it costs $60 million to take care of these people that are claiming asylum, then we should deduct $60 million from our foreign aid to Guatemala. You watch how quick that stops. All right, I hear your notes. Good night, Proof. Good night, Freedomizers. Good night, Bianchi. Thank you for calling in. Hey, well, thank you, you Joanne, for being here. We appreciate week. you here, and we'll have you back next week as always. So everybody All else, right. please support the other shows on Freedomizer. It's not just the Proof Negative show here. But until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative. I am Boots.